How are we doing, Wolfpack fans? This is Pack Center, your one-stop shop for all things Nevada sports. I am your host, Austin Paschke, joined by my co-host, Tyler Seth, and we are also joined by Isaiah Burroughs, who has been joining us for this recruit week, um, I would say, program? Series? Series. series yeah. Recruit week series. Um, fifth and final day, though. We are... Ending this um, series on a high note, we are finishing with DeAndre Henry, who had a kind of an interesting path here um, to Nevada, 6'8", definitely a post player, but was actually a three-star recruit for football. I think he was getting up to like 270 or um, 260 before totally switching over to basketball, I think his junior year of high school. In his interview, he speaks on why he changed sports and why he solely chose basketball. Slimmed down to where I think now he's 6'8", 6'7", 225. So lost almost around 40, 50 pounds to play uh, basketball. Um, Definitely more of a paint player, um, down low player at that 6'8", 6'7", frame. But like we've been saying with other recruits, um, he's talked about working on his shot. And um, I think at Nevada is a perfect place to work on your shot. Absolutely a uh, walking bucket, a walking double-double. He averaged uh, double-double his junior year, scoring 12 points, grabbing 10 rebounds a game. Also averaged a block and a half a game his junior year. He held interests from GCU, Air Force, and LMU, um, among other colleges. He is a player that I could see... Possibly getting immediate playing time, um, may be more of a project player, kind of like Daniel Foster down the road, just to get his game a little bit more developed. I could see him probably playing the four. He's definitely like bulky enough and big enough to play the five, just six eights, kind of small for that. But this kid can definitely ball, and I think that he's gonna. He's a great get when he switched over to basketball. A lot of coaches were really impressed by the way that he uh, has been able to transition. I think on his, um, I forget what circuit it was, but he got invited to the all-star team that was comprised of, while he's unranked in basketball, uh, DeAndre Henry, he was picked to the um, all-star team of his prep circuit with numerous four and five star players. So this kid can definitely ball and he's definitely caught the attention of uh, national recruits across the country. And uh, I'm really glad that he chose this school at Nevada. So, um, Isaiah, we'll start with you. What is one thing that you saw from DeAndre Henry, either watching him or reading about him, that really uh, stood out to you? Yeah, before I really dive into him as a prospect or a recruit for that matter, I was just so impressed by his dedication that you mentioned, Austin. When you... When you're you're deciding between football and basketball, there are stories that are coming out where some their dreams of playing one or the other really don't come to fruition because of their weight. Like if you want to play basketball, you got to slim down the weight, and if you want to play football, you better get it up. Yeah, better you know bulk up a little bit. So 
I was impressed with Henry's mindset and determination to stick with basketball and compete for this program, losing 50 pounds. Unreal. That's a lot. Yes. That's a ton. I mean, and for someone who's 6'7", it's a lot of excess weight, and he wears his frame now a lot leaner. He looks more lean and just a little bit more athletic, and it's going to be really enticing to see what he can bring to the program. So one of the strengths for that reason is kind of his size that he displayed at high school. He can really bring it down low, like you said, Austin, at the small ball, and, you know, down at the four. He can kiss things off the glass. He has a nice, smooth touch. And he can bring it on both ends of the floor. He's a very tough competitor. Steve Alford said he's very athletic and loves to compete. So I'm just looking forward to see how much he wants it. Seems like he wants a lot. He may not be able to get much of an opportunity this season, but if he keeps that same mindset, he can become a very, very impact player for us down the road. Definitely. So do do you agree with the fact that he's maybe a little bit more of a uh, development player down the road or um, maybe not giving immediate minutes his freshman year? Yes, just for the reason that I think our front court is a little more solidified at the moment. Yeah. And yeah. There, that, there's no issue with that whatsoever because, you know what, maybe Henry will get some burn. Maybe he'll get three or four minutes a game to really show what he's capable of in such a small sample size. And he seems like one of the players that can bring a lot of energy right away off the bench, kind of like a K.J. Himes. I know that may lead to, you know, a few mistakes along the way, like foul trouble or anything like that. But overall, I think what Alford is trying to see is someone who just wants to compete every single minute that they're out there on the floor, and DeAndre Henry can bring it. And we need more of those players for this program. And we're starting to build that culture that nothing is ever given to you. And he emphasizes that. He's kind of the – he embodies what we want to be as a program. And I think he can bring a lot to our table. Definitely. I think he has that grit that uh, might make for a useful, you know, if he wanted to play two sports, jump over to the football team real quick and uh, get that Nevada, get that Nevada grit, you know what I mean? Uh, Tyler, what did you like uh, most about uh, DeAndre Henry? Yeah, not a lot of tape on DeAndre, but I really like, he only is 6'8", like we said, but he plays like a long 6'8", in my opinion. Uh, can really go up and snatch a rebound. Uh, really good timing on the boards as well is something I was watching from him. Uh, just finding the ball at its apex and being being able to get it up, uh, get up to the ball, and uh, really make a play on it is something I was kind of impressed with. I kind of like him more as a post player in terms of his size, just because he can, if needed, bulk up a little bit um, and really be a post presence down low, uh, rather than kind of stretching the floor and being a shooter. I feel like in this freshman class, we already have a lot of those kind of athletic three fours that can stretch the floor. I feel like DeAndre. Uh, in my opinion, should kind of be a guy that stays down low and really works on his post moves and uh, becomes one of those bullies down low. Uh, but like you, like all these guys in the class, like we said previous times, very high motor, can bring on offense and defense. Uh, there was a reason he was selected to that Grind Academy All-Star game You know, with a lot of like four- and five-star talent. Mm-hmm. Um, kid just knows how to work, knows how to grind. And um, another guy I could see definitely getting some minutes uh, this season. Yeah, the, only, the reason why I think that he can – definitely work on his shooting and contribute that way is because when you do, like you said, um, Isaiah, when you look at our front court, I mean, it's just, it's, it's stacked right now. You have KJ, Robbie and Warren Washington all playing this year. And all three of those guys are really down low post players. They don't really stretch the ball that much. Robbie's kind of the only one that has the, that mid range game. Granted, I haven't really seen Warren play, obviously sat out last year, but when you look at him from when he played at uh, Oregon state, 
we kind of saw just a download down low presence. Um, he is seven foot, so you don't know how far out he's going to get. But that's why I think DeAndre Henry, uh, Trey Coleman, even uh, Alem will be able to stretch the floor depending on um, how their shooting can develop. While DeAndre is really good down low, I would, I personally would like to see him work on his shooting a little bit and uh, stretch the floor because we just have so much talent down low right now that I think if he works on his shooting a little bit, he can kind of be like a Zane Meeks almost. And um, obviously not, I don't know if he can shoot at that efficient of a rate, but I think that he's going to be able to stretch the floor. And um, if we play small ball, I think he's, he's definitely a guy, he's another guy like Trey who can definitely help out down low and also stretch the ball a little bit to give us that boost in scoring that we definitely need besides besides shooting obviously what is one thing that you think that uh henry can work on coming into nevada isaiah from the limited tape i saw i know he can do some work on his dribbling and i'm not saying just like you know putting the ball on the floor and shaking a defender and getting off a shot i'm just saying simply being able to control the ball in the post being able to possibly get it at the perimeter and just make the correct pass and dribble from there it's those little things that i think he really needs to work on i think he's so used to being down low and just getting the ball fed to him that sometimes that doesn't always work in our offensive scheme we don't have a lot of post-up opportunities sometimes you need to go and get yours Mm -hmm. or be that kind of off-ball contributor setting screens or getting open and since he doesn't have much of a perimeter game right now i really do think he can focus on dribbling to kind of not only create shots for himself, but to create passing lanes for others and just at least be a threat and not be able to mess things up on that end, I would say. Definitely. And I I totally agree. Um, I think there is some things that he can improve on, but I do think with his work ethic and his grind, he'll be able to definitely improve to where if he doesn't play a lot this season, he'll definitely be able to get some minutes in the following years as a very valuable rotation player. Uh, Tyler, what's um, what are the chances, or do you think he will get a lot of playing time as a true freshman coming up? Yeah, this is one of the guys I don't really see getting a ton of playing time. Just like we've talked about, that uh, that front court depth is something that's going to be hard for a lot of freshmen to break into right now. But uh, I could see him getting uh, some minutes, you know, playing maybe five to seven minutes, kind of a game, getting his kind of feet wet in his freshman season as he works on those things. Isaiah made a really good point. I totally agree. Um, just that ball handling in the post could be a little bit cleaner. You know, you have, you're have you going to have point guards. You're going to have shooting guards that come over and try to trap you. Um, seeing how he deals with that is going to be something I'm looking forward to, and it's going to be an interesting thing to watch. Um, but, yeah, not a lot of minutes for DeAndre, but I think he does have a very high ceiling, uh, probably one of the higher ceilings on this freshman class just because of um, kind of his versatility and all the stuff he can do right now. Just being able to grow those traits uh, with Alfred should be something that we all, as Pack fans, look forward to. Definitely. And um, without further ado, let's uh, dive into the interview with DeAndre. Um, After the interview, though, we're going to come back real quick and talk about the expectations for next year, talk about starting rotations, and um, just talk about maybe some surprise players that we'll be able to, um, or Pack fans will be able to see in Lawler. So not uh, stay tuned for not only the interview, but after the interview as well, when we come back and talk about this exciting young group for next season. So stay tuned, guys, and uh, we'll be right back after this break. Oh, 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 o
welcome back to Pack Center. As you guys know, it is the fifth and final day of Recruit Week, and we are honored to close it out on such a bang. We have DeAndre Henry as our special guest on the podcast today. DeAndre, thank you so much for taking your time out of your day, man, and coming on the show. Of course. Thank you guys for having me. It's a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you, man. All righty. We'll just jump right into it. So um, in high school ball, you played at Phoenix Prep. Um, how do you think that high level of AAU competition has prepared you for the grind of uh, D1 basketball? Um, as far as the competition on the grind session and being on the uh, international prep circuit, it's helped me develop and change the, the way the way of thinking of the game for me and gave me an opportunity to have a facility, a facility to myself just like you will have in college as far as lifting and getting on the uh, gun and shooting and all that. So all that, and then plus the competition of playing about 53 games through the season just uh, helped me get better um, as far as playing against Division One high major players and being able to go D1 at Nevada and be able to compete compete in uh, the Mountain West Conference. Definitely. And you played with other Pat commit, Alem Husenovich at Phoenix Prep. Uh, how do you think that previous connection of you two playing together is going to translate to uh, Nevada? Oh, it's going to translate uh, quick, and you guys are going to see it too, for sure. Um, <laughs> just the um, chemistry that we were able to develop and practice and playing in games as being starters at Phoenix Prep um, was tremendous, and it's going to show at Nevada for sure, especially when we get to get to get on the court together eventually, and then. As far as our IQ with each other is, it's amazing. I, I always, I will always know where he is on the three point line from down low, or if I'm um, at the three point line, he's on the other side. He'll know why I'm at. He can always find me. So just being able to build a bond and being able to go to college um, with somebody that I knew and I grew up with and played AAU with and all that is really a blessing. And we uh, we were able to have a Lem on the show too, and we asked him about you. We'll get to that a little bit later, but I want to ask you about a Lem. Uh, what do you think his best part of uh, his game is? He said shooting, um, but what what do you think his uh, the best part of his game is? Um, I think it's uh, being able to be a great teammate. Uh, he's a great teammate. Um, great, fan. he's like family to me. Um, he 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 has a high IQ. His shooting, of course, is great. But as far as his being, uh, a, he's a two, so he's always going to be that shooter, run that run that wing and shoot the ball whenever he gets it, get his feet set. But I think his IQ and he's an underrated passer because he can get that pass off. And yeah, so for sure he can pass a lot. His IQ, but yeah, his shooting though is tremendous. That's a great part of his game. And he knows how to do that well. Mm-hmm. And then going back to your game, DeAndre, uh, who was someone in the NBA who you kind of looked up to or kind of modeled uh, your game after? Um, for sure, like I can say, I love getting rebounds, and not too many people can say that. So I can say I model myself. I can say Dennis Rodman, but in today's day and age, I could also say um, uh, Draymond Green for sure. Okay, so so you've been watching the the Netflix or the uh, ESPN documentary, I'm sure then. Oh yeah, 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 for sure, Dennis. Yeah, Dennis yeah, Rodman yeah. for sure. And yeah, but yeah. um, not only in basketball though, but you were one hell of a football player as well. A three-star recruit before switching over to basketball. Um, what made you make the switch of um, you know, kind of leaving football behind and kind of deep into uh, basketball? Um, I think it was just 
um, the passion, really. Uh, talked to God, talked to my family a whole lot about it. And then it just seemed like the right decision and the best decision for me and my family as to, because of how far I really wanted to go with sports. And But the passion for football, I've been playing ever since I was young, ever since you could first start playing Mighty Might football. So just the passion really wasn't there for me. And I kept playing basketball, and I had my basketball coaches before at Mount Point tell me that I was going to just be a straight football player. My come my junior senior year, I wouldn't play any basketball. But deep down inside, nobody really knew that that's all I really wanted to play. I didn't want to play football. I really wanted to play basketball. During the whole football season, all I was thinking about was basketball and basketball and my passion and how I wanted to put in work there, even on the field in practice, sometimes even in games. Um, so, yeah, just the passion took over my grind, my, my work ethic. Uh, I was waking up 5 a.m. every morning when the gyms were open, going and getting some work in. Even during the football season, I'll go lift, but I'll lift for, like, a basketball program. I wouldn't lift for, like, a football-heavy squat mm-hmm. and all that heavy bench press. I would want to put my, I wanted to put my body in shape for basketball because I knew I was going to end up just sticking to that, and that's exactly what I did. Lost a lot of weight. And then it had no other choice. I was like, I have to step off the field. And I didn't care what people say. I had a lot of critics, a lot of people who went against me and said, that's a dumb decision. You're going to regret that later. But I stuck to my journey, stuck to God. And it just, it just led me very far, farther than I thought it would. Yeah. And then you were one of 22 players voted to the Grind Session All-Star Game. Uh, that All-Star Game consisted of numerous like four- and five-star players. What did it mean to you to receive uh, that honor? Oh, it's, a, it's, a, it's for sure a blessing. Um, hearing my name when I got selected to do to be in the All-Star game on the grind session was amazing to me because I knew I was going to be up there with the top guys like Jalen Green, Namari Burnett, and you had uh, you had a lot of other four- or five-star guys like you said yourself. Um, and it was just a, you know, it was amazing. Like It was something that I worked so hard for, and then me being able to see my hard work pay off is really just – God's work to me and it's like I can't nothing can beat that and then um so what do you think is the best part of your game we asked the lamb about you and all he was saying was that you are a straight bully down low like you just bully people that's all you do is just just make them work and so what do you think you know what do you think about the scouting report about you is that do you think that's the best part of your game um I really think my IQ is high as far as getting rebounds, throwing the pass long, uh, getting down low, being able to see who's behind me, who's in front of me, and who's to the left or the right of me, depending on how my positioning is down low. But, yeah, of course, the bullying part is there. Defensively and offensively, I'm going to make you work no matter what. You're going to get tired of me during the game. <laughs> I don't care who you are, but I didn't win against seven-footers, high major, five-star McCord makers. I didn't win through all of them. And, I always make them work no matter what. You're not going to get an easy 15 points, nothing at all. I'm going to make you work for every point that you get. So as far as bullying, yeah, that's, that's, that's really uh, it's significant. But I feel like I, I have a uh, light touch. I can shoot the, um, I can shoot, I can shoot a little. I'm getting a lot better at shooting. But, I mean, I haven't been in the gym so long, so I can't really tell you guys where I'm at with that one. <laughs> but, yeah, but I can for sure, I can for sure stretch that, um, 15-footer, and then the three-point is going to for sure come the first year of Nevada. And then by my sophomore year, Coach Neal and Coach Alfred and all the, all the other coaches um, are going to have me right as far as shooting. Um, 
for sure passing. I can I can pass from the block. I can pass from the three point line. I can always see my teammates and open up the floor. Um, I'm gonna work on my dribbling a lot more too. But yeah, so there's a lot more to scout me from than just bullying. But yeah, yeah, that's really well, where it comes from. There's a uh, there's no better uh, person to learn shooting from than uh, the great Steve Alford. So that, that, that's yeah, nice. Right, right. that's that's work at my fingertips. I'm glad to have that. Right. And then uh, kind of the flip side of that question, what's the part of the game that you want to improve on the most when you step on campus? Um, for sure, shooting. Because, you know, like like you guys said, Coach Alford, um, shooting for sure because that's going to change you from a from a power forward to a small forward to a, like, to a wing and all that. So as far as shooting and then being able to uh, dribble and um, – I, 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 I can dribble easily, but once um, – once I open my game up more and I get more comfortable in-game dribbling, because I go to pick-up games, I dribble all the time. I'll run the point guard. You know, that's nothing. But but as far as, like, getting into a Division One college-level game and being able to dribble, get the, the defensive rebound, and then being able to dribble up the court, space it out a little bit, pass it, cut, and all that, um, for sure that, dribbling, and then just really shooting. I already got the down-low impact. Um I got the 15-footer for sure, but I'm, as far as stretching out to the – especially because I have to get to the college three-point line now, so definitely shooting, want to work on that. But, yeah, those two things got to be significant. Nevada often surprises a lot of people when they come and visit. Reno especially, they often think of just Vegas as Nevada. What was one yeah. thing when you came and uh, visited that kind of surprised you? Um, well, I, I'm going to start with the hospitality. For sure, the fans, everybody in that town, uh, everybody was all love for the uh, basketball team, and just how everybody had a smile on their face, and there was always greetings, and every everybody just made me feel welcome for the two days that I was there, and I can't wait to get back down there. But as far as the, I love the scenery, the little bits of snow that you have on the floor, the mountains, and then especially Lake Tahoe, that was that was amazing. I like Lake Tahoe; you can see right to the bottom. Can't wait to get in that when it's not uh, so cold out there. Because, <laughs> yeah. you know, I went down there when it was pretty cold. So, yeah, but as far as that, it was amazing. The campus was great. The gyms, the gyms were great. I love the weight room. Um, the apartments, I like the apartments as well, too. So, yeah, it was a lot of stuff down there, but those things in particular. Mm-hmm. And then uh, you held a couple offers from places like GCU, LMU, Portland State Air Force, and then a couple others. Uh, what ultimately yeah. made you want to come to Northern Nevada? For sure, uh, all the other offers, I, I, I'm blessed to get recruited no matter what from every coach. I thank them for everything they did. And But Nevada was my first visit, and I could see that I could feel the love from the coaches and how bad they really wanted me. Because I, I've seen it, and it separated Nevada from all the other eight or nine offers that I had. They, they recruited me and they texted me every day. You know, they talked to me, but like I could see, I could feel it in my so I, I could feel it in my gut that Nevada really, really wanted me. And that's, that's what really made me, because I'm a loyal person. So if you show love and loyal and loyal um, loyal stuff to me, then I'm going to do it right back. And then going down there on the visit really just tops it all off. They showed me like everything that they'll do for me and everything that they have have for me. And then just all that really just set it all off and maybe decided to just commit because I know that I'm going to succeed however many years I'm, I am down there. I'm going to succeed no matter what. And, yeah, so they really just 
they really stopped it off. Well, we're definitely glad to have you, that's for sure. But talking about your stats in high school, um, they're really, really impressive. Not only did you average a double-double your junior year, you actually improved those numbers somehow. You nearly uh, had 18 points, 12 rebounds a game your uh, senior year. Absolutely crazy numbers. Where do you find the motor to not only score at a high level, but crash the boards at such a high level as well? Um, for sure, crashing the boards is is all about mentality and timing, and just being able to beat your opponent to the spot, and just knowing where you where the where the ball will hit the rim. So it's kind of like a it's kind of like an IQ type of thing, and I'm I'm starting to learn the more I go down on my basketball journey that not everybody has the the blessing of being able to know how to rebound and being able to rebound at a high level. So as far as it's just, I don't know, it just it just comes natural in a way, to be honest. It, it's, ever, it's always came natural ever since I started playing basketball. And, yeah, so just being able to, so I'll go out and I'll just make sure to get at least four to five more if I could, which, I, which in some cases I did, four to five offensive rebounds and a couple putbacks just to add up the points. And then I'm, I already know for sure I'm going to get at least six or seven defensive rebounds a game. So as long as I can get four to five offensive, it'll all combine for about 11 to 12. Some games I would get eight, eight offensive and 12 defensive and it'll be 20. But that's just me impressing myself. But, yeah, as far as just, just knowing what I got to go out there and do for my team and what my team's going to do for me, it really all just comes into hand. Definitely. And then when I read an interview of your – um. Your high school coach raving about your defense says that you consistently shut guys down that are 6'10", 6'11", taller. Um, has defense kind of always came naturally to you, or is that something you had to work on over the years? Um, defense, uh, yeah, it, it kind of came naturally, but I definitely had to work on it throughout my uh, high school career and just everything. As far as losing weight, it really made it easier Cause I was always, I used to always be a bigger guy, so it'll be harder for me to move. I mean, I'll always be able to compete down low, but now I can get out and guard like a two or a three, a wing or a shooting guard. I can, always, I can now I can strip, get out there and get long on them and play defense with them. So, yeah. But and then me being able to guard six ten, six eleven down low never really changed. I always, I always keep my strength up. I love the weight room, so I can always compete with any guy down low. Which no matter what, that always been that's always been there basically. So yes, that basically came natural. But as far as when I lost weight and had to get out there, it, it was easier because I was able to move more at two twenty five, two thirty rather than two sixty five, two seventy. Yeah, yeah. And then moving kind of back into the college game, uh, what do you think it's gonna feel like when you hear your name being announced for that first time in front of eleven thousand people in Lawler? Oh, it's gonna be. It's going to be crazy. All I, all I know is I can't wait to put for my first uh, college game, and it's going to be like, I mean, I'm going to get the, uh, you know, the butterfly, but that's a good, it's, a good, it's going to be the good butterfly. It's going to be that. Because when you're nervous, you want to play, but when you're scared, you don't want to play. And I don't I don't see nothing wrong with being nervous, but I know as soon as I step foot on the floor and I get into it, it's all going to go away, and I'm locked in. I'm going to be locked in from the jump, uh, from whenever we start warm-ups, before everybody's in the gym, whenever we start stretching and all that, I'm going to be locked in. And then hearing my name, it's just going to be like everything I earn, everything that everything that I've worked for is, is came down to this. And now it's time to show. Definitely. 
And uh, kind of wrapping it up, last question. We've asked every single recruit this, and we've all had the same answer. So I don't think uh, I don't think you're going to be any different. But Coach Alford still says to this day that he is the best three-point shooter in the gym, no matter who's in it, no matter who's on his team. Uh, who do you think would win in a three-point contest? Uh, maybe after a little bit of working on the three-point game, but uh, you were you were Coach Alford. Um, definitely, I'm, I'm gonna say me. Give yeah. me about a year working with him, working <laughs> with the best. I think I'm gonna be able to take his spot. But who knows? <laughs> That's I think exactly. He's gonna always be able to compete with me, but. I think I'm gonna eventually get him. Yeah, that's that's what I thought you were gonna say. That's what everyone else said as well. They have confidence. I like to. it. You got to. You got to have that confidence. Yes, sir. Right. All right, DeAndre. Thank you so much, man, for coming on the show. We really, we really do appreciate it, and we cannot wait to see you next year, man. Of course. Thank you guys for having me. It's been a pleasure. Sorry it took me so long, but can't wait to get down there with you guys and be be with the uh, students, be with everybody, and just uh, experience all the love and be with you guys. And we are back. You just heard from DeAndre Henry, who is very excited to play for the Silver and Blue. We are all excited to see him play as well. But as we wrap up this series, um, thank you, the listeners, for um, listening to this five-part series. A lot of effort went into it. And um, I'm glad, or hopefully you guys like it. I'm glad that uh, you guys stuck around this long for the fifth episode. But we are going to talk about next season just real quick. Obviously, we heard the news that Jalen is um, foregoing his final season and is going into the NBA draft. So that leaves a lot of questions going into next season. As we talked about on the first episode of Recruit Week, we have zero um, seniors going into next year. So a lot of youth and a lot of uh, maybe development going into this season that might be able to set us up nicely for the following season and seasons to come. Isaiah, we'll start with you because – actually, we'll start with Tyler. We'll give you a little bit to think about because we already have our uh, starting five going into the season. So we'll start with Tyler, and then I'll go to you as well. Um, what are your guys' starting fives going into this young and experienced season? This was a tough one for me. Um, starting at the point guard position, obviously, I think I'm going to go with Kane Milling here. I could see Jelani Clark, like we've talked about, get a couple starts later in the season as he develops more. But I think Alfred's trust in Milling, we saw it a lot last year with the minutes he got. Yeah. I think Milling is kind of a lock at that point guard position. Uh, looking at the two, I'm looking at Desmond Cambridge, a dude that sat out last year due to transfer rules. A 6'4 combo guard that kind of does it all, a little bit of everything. Uh, was the Ivy League freshman Freshman player of the year. Two years ago. Two years ago now, yeah. Dude can ball. Yeah. Uh, It's just a straight-up score. I think he's going to take a little bit of that scoring load off of uh, our center, which I will get to. At the three, I'm kind of torn. I think I'm going to lean towards Zayn Meeks here just because of the experience. But I could also see Trey Coleman grabbing some of those starts. I am really high on Trey. I think he could do a lot of things at that three position, but I think Zane might have it locked up um, just because of the experience. And then also this whole situation where Alfred's not going to get a lot of chances to see a lot of these freshmen in practices. Um, he's going to go with somebody trust like Zane Meeks. Uh, that's just my kind of thinking in that. At the four, I'm going to go with Robbie Robinson, someone who we saw get most of those starts last year, I think. He could also grow a lot in this offseason. I actually have a really, really uh, high confidence in Robbie this year. Mm-hmm. 
I think he can do great things. And then the five, I got Warren Washington, the seven-foot Oregon State transfer. I think he's going to take the both, the both of the scoring from um, last year's team. Now that Jalen's gone, you know, you're going to have someone step up, and I think it's going to be Warren. I think Warren and Desmond are kind of going to hold the bulk of the scoring for at least the starting five. Um, but I love Warren. I love what I'm seeing in him from game tape from a couple years ago. And I know he's ready to get back out there and play in the silver and blue. So that's my starting five. I really think it's, you know, a solid group. Um, they all kind of complement each other well. Um, and we'll see as the season goes on. It might change. It might not. Who knows? Yeah, uh, I totally agree. I think those are, that's a really good starting five. Isaiah, what, uh, what do you see the starting five being going into uh, this year? Yeah, overall, I like Tyler's starting five a lot with the versatility. I have just a couple couple fixes, I would say, or at least a couple new names down low. But at the one, I'm with Tyler. I have Kane Milling. Um, you know, he's he's been battle-tested in a lot of late games, which we had a lot of last season. Yep. He was in there. And he, you know, he had the opportunity to take a lot of big shots. And I think that kind of confidence that Alfred and the coaching staff had in him will only blossom into his second year. He can really, you know, he's a great facilitator. He can help stretch the floor. And he gives it his all on the defensive end. There's not much you can ask from a soft, not much more you can ask from a sophomore from that standpoint. So I think he's going to earn that starting guard position. At the two, I also have Desmond Cambridge. Uh, Tyler did a great job breaking him down. The dude is a pure scorer from inside and out. I think he's going to be a huge, huge heavy reliant upon for our scoring mm-hmm. and our offensive system. We need that true score, scoring guard like we had with Jalen, and we saw the lengths we went to last year. If Cambridge can be anything like that, we can see some success throughout the year. Mm-hmm. At the three is where things get a little interesting. I'm going to stick with Robbie Robinson at the three, just for the simple fact that Robbie Robinson's do-it-all ability seems more natural to me from the three than the four, since he'll be more placed on the perimeter from that aspect. And we've seen with Robbie last year, he is one of the unsung heroes. He guards multiple positions. He'll probably guard the best offensive player on that team next year. Chips in with the rebounding, unselfish player, can hit a few shots, dribbles well. He's just this do-it-all kind of glue guy that we really need. And to me, the three or the small forward spot is where he can make the most of his abilities. At the four is where things get a little stretchy if you – Catch my drift there. I'm going oh, with Zane Meeks. But I'm, but I'm yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm going with Zane Meeks just for the simple fact that inside, defensively, he was tested by a lot, a lot of bigger guys. With him. We remember Nico Rakitic of USC yeah. you know, just kind of giving in his all down low. And he kind of learned from that. He used that as a learning experience, and he got tougher, both mentally and physically throughout the year. So I think he will be ready to – face some bigger guys down low but honestly the reason why i have him at the four is his offensive capabilities his ability to shoot and stretch the floor will give our our offense a whole new dynamic that we really need we spaced the floor a lot last year we attempted a ton of threes we made him at an efficient clip we're going to need at least some of that to translate next year and zane meeks is one of the main focuses of next year following that breakout freshman campaign he had and at the five last but not least i also have warren washington I mean, seven foot, seven foot one, arguably, all the skills down low, a physical force in the paint on both ends of the floor. He can be another 
you know, easily another double-digit scorer we need to chip into the game. And I see him playing a ton of minutes down low and really giving us that physical force we didn't have a lot last season. We had more of a committee role. I really do think Washington locks it down this year and really brings it. So I'm excited. Overall, I know it's a lot of new faces, obviously, with four different players in the starting lineup. But with decreased expectations comes new opportunities, in my opinion. And next season still has a lot of hope and optimism that really we just see the growth from Alford and the rest, you know, from his influence and spread the rest on this program. And overall, I'm really excited because there's a lot, there's an even mix of young guys that we went over through in recruit week. And there's, you know, solidified players who are ready to take that jump in the next level. So overall, yeah, that's my starting five. And there's some hope for next season. Maybe not Elm West Conference title or you know, top three seed, but maybe we can play spoiler and play with a, a big effort. Oh, I agree. I like that starting five a lot, actually. Um, my starting five, I'm going to mix things up a little bit. Just because I don't want to, you know, I don't want to keep the same same trends going. Um, but for the um, point guard position, I see Kane Million obviously starting. Um, Tyler brought up a great point that honestly I didn't even think about is with this reduced face time with coaches, um, I think Alfred's going to stick with who he trusts, and I think Kane Million's going to be at that one. But here's a little twist. I think halfway through the season, um, I think Jelani Clark's going to get the nod. I think as, as a guy that can develop, um, I truly think that he is going to be able to really improve leaps and bounds. And I think he's going to take over that starting job. And I think he's going to get a lot of playing time at the one. So look out for that surprise uh, mix-up maybe halfway through, maybe three-fourths of the way through the season. Jelani's going to get a lot of playing time at the uh, one position. Obviously at the two, got to keep it the same. Desmond Cambridge, the guy that's going to be filling in for Jalen Harris. Jalen Harris 2.0, he's going to be... Definitely our go-to guy. I don't see him coming off the floor much at all. I think he's going to be grinding day in, day out. He's going to be tired. But ultimately, I think he's going to be the, the guy that's going to be dropping 15, 20-plus points a game for us. Um, I think he's going to have to with Jalen out for sure. So Desmond Cambridge at the two. This is where things also get interesting. I don't like him starting right away, but I do think sometime in the future, this season, this upcoming season, Alem is going to be starting at the three. I think he has that true shooting ability. I think that he's going to be able to space the floor. I think he's going to be able to guard multiple positions. But I do I do like the um, Zane Meeks possibility at the three again as well. But it brings me into my fourth position where I do think Zane Meeks is going to start at the four. I think that his size, given with the, his ability to make big men have to go to the three-point line and guard him, is invaluable next year. And we saw that a little bit at his freshman year where he was able to score at a pretty efficient rate. He was able to give us that uh, boost that we really needed last year off the bench. And I think that we're going to be able to see him start at that four position. Um, and like you said, he was able to guard really, really good players last year. Um, most notably, I remember vi remember vividly watching from uh, the press table was USC's uh, Rolovich or what is his name? Rod yeah, Rakitic. Rakitic, yes. Rakitic, yes. Yeah. Um, that dude was an animal and he was eating us up until Zane got on him and really shut him down. So I think he's going to be a really good four. And then at the five, we have Warren Washington, obviously that tower down low. I cannot wait to see him play. I know he didn't really have the best of years at, or uh, at Oregon state, 
But I think coming to the Mountain West, joining this younger group, putting him maybe a little bit more pressure on him as well, I think he's going to do very, very well at the five. And I think Robbie Robinson is the sixth man coming off the bench very quickly, I might add, right off the bench into games. I know he started like pretty much all of last season, but I do like the Kane Milling, Desmond Cambridge, Alem, Zane Meeks, Warren Washington five. I just think it gives us a little a little added flair to our starting five. Something different that not a lot of people, I think, are going to expect. So that is my kind of different, kind of unexpected starting five going into next year. Before we wrap up, what kind of um, season do you guys see Nevada Nevada having next year? I know we touched on it in the first episode, but do you think that um, a 500 season is uh, out of the question for Nevada? I think we'll start with you, Isaiah. I wouldn't say it's completely out of the question. I just would temper expectations toward maybe two or three games below 500. And the reason for that being is just so many new faces. And with everything going on right now, we don't know if the team will gel as a unit as a whole. I mean, it's already hard enough to get these new recruits and barely be able to see them physically one-on-one. So to have a whole new, almost like a whole new team at this point, coming in is going to be very tough. But with that being said, I do have faith in this program. A lot of young talent, a couple new transfers, and plenty of new recruits that can potentially make an impact. And I see us having kind of a, a roller coaster season. We may be able to, you know, win two, lose three in a row, or, you know, win one, drop two. But overall, I'm the thing I'm looking forward to most is how we kind of gel or, you know, grow as a program and a unit on the floor toward the back end of the year. And maybe we start playing our best basketball that could give us a sense of optimism for the season after that. So overall, yeah, maybe a disappointing season on paper, but there could be a lot of growth and optimism with this program. Definitely. Kind of like what we saw last season where we kind of started to gel and groove towards the end of the season when um, it definitely mattered the most. Um do you guys think this is the most important question? I think, and this is what Wolfpack fans are going to want to hear: Does the six-game win streak against UNLV um, end next year? Tyler, what do you think? Oh, this is a tough one. I know. I this know. is a tough one. Um, UNLV is looking good for next year. Yeah. So we were we were talking about this a little off air. Just how many transfers UNLV has? Uh, some of them are supposedly pretty good. It's gonna be tough. I think, I think, depending on which game is first, home or away, I think we can steal the home game from UNLV. But I think once we go down to Thomas and Mac, I think they might have us there. You know, they got a really good squad this year. You know, we got to give credit to where credit is due, even though they are our little brothers. Yep. Um, but knowing we'll be back, we'll be back stronger than ever. But yeah, it's gonna be tough. I think we do see that streak end this year. If I'm being realistic. Um, if I'm being optimistic, we blow them up by 30 every game. I think uh, they don't stand a chance against us. Isaiah, what are you thinking? Yeah, sadly, I'm with Tyler on this one. I know I've been the bearer of bad news with Pack Center in terms of us <laughs> big opponents. The, the realist, the realist on the podcast. Yeah, I try to temper expectations, although, I mean, did we give SDSU a run for their money or what? Yes. I mean, yeah. I, was, uh, I was not expecting that. It's I true. predicted a butt whooping, but... You know, when it comes to UNLV, next year, it could really be between SDSU and UNLV for the top conference spot. 
you know, UNLV, not only are they returning some impact players, they have plenty of grad transfers that Tyler was talking about that can really play both ends of the floor. And with our new group, I just don't see the six-game win streak continuing much longer. I mean, it's it's nothing against us. It's more or less a testament to the program. They're starting to build, and they were a really potent force against us last year with yeah. our full unit at Thomas and Mac. So, sadly, I don't see it extending, but maybe we'll give them a lunch of their money, just like we did SDSU last year. I totally agree. I, I, I have it ending. I think best-case scenario, we split the series. Um, at home, like Tyler said, we win. Um, at Thomas and Mac, it's going to be a really, really tough game with that crowd on top of this young group that we have. On the flip side, of though, as we're ending, I think that um, their football streak, their football win streak against us is going to cease to exist this year. So, you know, it's a trade-off, you know. We get a win in football, they might get a win in basketball. So, it's a little bit of a trade-off. I like that. Yeah. Well, I want to... First off, thank Isaiah for coming on for these uh, five episodes and really helping us out with this insight for this uh, recruiting class, man. We really, really appreciate it. And uh, obviously, we'll have you on again, man. Really, really appreciate it. Oh, thank you so much for having me on. These are an absolute blast. You know, Austin, if you guys don't know already, Austin and Tyler put in so much work for this. The least you can do is show some support because, you know, this is student run here and it's, um, you know, the, it's a testament to your guys' hard work and the effort you put into it. So having me on is an honor. I, I appreciate that, man. You're too you're too kind. I appreciate that. And um, Tyler, any last thoughts before we wrap up? No, just a big thank you to all the recruits that we reached out to. I know this yeah. was uh, – it's been over the span of many weeks in the works. Um, and also thanks to our listeners for being patient with us. We know we haven't put out all the content you guys were probably hoping for during this kind of low down time, but hopefully this um, series really makes up for it. Uh, just a thank you again to everyone. Um, Isaiah, thank you for being on. And then all the recruits, thank you for your cooperation. And um, I can't wait to see them all play for the Silver and Blue. Definitely. Cannot wait for next season's basketball uh, team. No matter what happens, win or lose, this is going to be a very, very exciting group to watch. One, I think, will pack Lawler for um, – you know, for many years to come, this is going to be an exciting group, one that's going to get Lawler fans on their feet. But thank you, listeners, for uh, sticking around for these five episodes. It means the world to us. And um, hopefully we'll be back soon with some more content to give you guys. But definitely, last but not least, let's go Pack. <laughs>